Hey there, this is Chelsea here. Just wanted to give a quick warning that there are some sensitive subjects in this episode, so please just listen with caution and with care. Enjoy the show! You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's Tea Time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Podcast Network. On this week's episode, Katie and I will be discussing the movie Waitress. Yay! Classic 2007 movie everyone knows. <laughs> oh my god, I feel so old. <laughs> yeah, 2007. But I mean, I feel like this is a movie everyone knows pretty well. I mean... Well, they do now. They will now, after this episode. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, please go see it. It's worth yes. it. Yes. You could probably find it for real cheap at uh, <laughs> in the bargain bin. <laughs> like Walmart. Just dig through the $5 <laughs> movies. You'll find it. You'll find it. But before we get into that, Katie, what have you been up to? Um, I have been quite busy. I did. So like last week was just four days because we had a holiday on Monday, right? Yeah. I did a lot. Like I'm exhausted. <laughs> Well, yeah, anyway. you did, I know you did a lot for sure yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So um, Aladdin is at the Pantages in Los Angeles in West Hollywood. And uh, like Hamilton, they've decided to do the lottery for it. So because you go online. going crazy for Aladdin? I, I guess. I mean, it's just an easy way to get tickets, to be honest. Okay. Um, so you go online, you enter in, and if you win, you get the opportunity to purchase two tickets for $25 each. And they are going Ooh. to be, like, exceptional seats. So yeah. you're getting two tickets for $50, bucks, um, and you're probably going to sit somewhere where the tickets are, like, 100 plus. Wow. Most likely. So I did that. I decided, I was like, you know what? I want to go see Aladdin because I love Aladdin. It's one of my favorite Disney movies. And I've always wanted to see the musical since I like saw videos of it from Broadway. Whatever. So I entered and I got put on the standby list for Friday. So basically what happens is that at 9 a.m. They announce, they email the people who won. And then if... You have 60 minutes to claim your tickets. If you don't claim your tickets within that 60 minutes, they give your lottery tickets to people in the standby line. Nice. And I won. Cool. Yeah. So I got the opportunity to purchase two tickets for 50 bucks. Obviously, I immediately purchased them. Heck yeah. Um, you have no idea where you're going to sit because you have to pick your tickets up at the box office. So all you do oh. is pay for them and then you show your ID when you get to the box office at will call and they give you your tickets. So it's like a surprise on where you get to sit. That's fun. Um so Joel came with me. Mhm. Um I decided to ask him cuz I know he loves musicals and I know he likes Aladdin and Joel's just awesome and I like hanging out with Joel. So Cool. Uh We sat in row P Center Orchestra. Nice. Which is, like, super close and amazing. The musical was so freaking good. The It was majority original Broadway cast. Ooh, very so good. So, like, they're touring with it. So it was Adam mm -hmm. Jacobs who originated Aladdin. The only person who was, like, 
different from the original Broadway cast was the genie. Okay. He was part of the original cast from Australia. Oh, nice. But he was so funny and so good and, like, it was just such a good show. I loved it so much. And Joel's going to be forever grateful because he got really awesome seats for super cheap. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Did the genie have an Australian accent? No. Oh, okay. I did not. I don't know if he's actually Australian or not. I'm not really sure. He was just in the Australian tour. He was just in the Australian cast, so he might be Australian. I have no idea. Well, that's but cool. the cast was amazing, and I loved it. There were certain things, though, like watching the show that I was like, you know, I really like this from like the California Adventure, the one from oh, Disneyland stage yes. production. And I'm like, this would have been so cool if they were able to do this. But then I'm like, oh, but this is so much better here. And mm-hmm. just I was getting nitpicky. It was just, <laughs> just what it is. I do like the California Adventure one. I mean, it was so they perfected good. that. So yeah, you kind of can't blame them for being super awesome. <laughs> I know. Um, so I did that uh, yesterday. I went with Morgan and two of her friends to the Women's March in downtown LA. Uh, uh, I'm so jealous. This is the second anniversary. This was like the second year that they did it. So they did it last year around the same day. Yep. And it was a unique experience. Like it was so incredible to be surrounded by so many people. There was almost 500,000 people in downtown LA last yesterday. That's crazy. To March. Like there were people everywhere with signs and uh they were all wearing those hats and just being around each other and it was just there were parents with their kids and it was, I don't even know how to describe it because of how incredible it felt being there. Yeah. And when we started marching, there was like people singing and chanting and you're just getting really into it. And I had a great sign and it was a, it was a lyric from the Kesha song woman and people loved my sign. (laughs) That's so cool. People were like, oh my God, can I take a picture of you with your sign? I'm like, sure. And then Morgan's like, can I take a picture with your sign? Yes. So everybody in our group took a picture with the sign. And I don't know if I ended up on somebody's blog somewhere. That's incredibly possible. I'm sure. I, I, it was so cool. Like I was falling asleep and everyone was posting their stuff. And it was just really nice to like fall asleep to like, looking at my entire Instagram timeline of, like, everyone's signs and everyone's pictures and stuff. It was really, really cool. I saw some really great signs. The very first sign that I saw, um, not on the train, but, like, in the train station, because we took the train in, which was super incredible, too, because they were so prepared this year for there being hundreds of thousands of people taking the train to downtown. and. They added extra cars, and they had people there directing us, and they were like, if you guys are marching in the Women's March, come this way. And we're like, yeah, we're all marching in the Women's March. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, I think they were overwhelmed last year. They were not prepared for the amount of people. They expected 2,000 and 200,000 showed up. Yeah. So they were better prepared this year, and it was... It was very well put together, and they did a great job of, like... L.A. did a great job of keeping everyone together. We ended up at uh, City Hall in yeah, Perishing Square, and they had... Uh, Viola Davis spoke, and nice. she introduced uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti, and he spoke, which was incredible. Elizabeth Banks was there. 
uh, Olivia Munn, and then Indina Menzel came out and sang Defying Gravity, and it was, like, this oh. unifying experience of, like, people crying and just, like... Oh, my God. Oh, I should have FaceTimed with you or something. <laughs> oh, there was no way that was going to happen, because Signal was not a thing that people had down oh, there. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of cell phones all trying to do exactly the same thing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, though. Uh, so and then cool. after that, I went out for, I hung out with Morgan and Kenny and her friend Lana. And then we went to Pino's Palette, which is like this painting party place. And we got to paint Wizarding World Starry Night. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like Hogwarts and also like Starry Night, Van Gogh style. And yeah. I am not a painter. I love Bob Ross endlessly. Like he's my second favorite painter in the world. Number one is Van Gogh. So it was like... I, I, you think my painting's great. I was like, it's not terrible. I think it's um, pretty good. We'll post a picture in the show notes for people to judge. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll post. We'll post it on Twitter and do a poll. Oh no. Um, like I'll be like, is this painting good? Option one, <laughs> yes. Option two, yes. <laughs> I honestly think my water and like the mist I did was really great. I like just Bob Rossed my mist and it looked really great. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, But that was super fun, and we had a great time doing that, and it was all a lot of like, oh, you want me to do that? Like, and you're like trying to paint, and you're like, oh, this looks like crap. (laughs) And then you look at the person's painting next to yours, and you're like, oh, mine looks really good, actually. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm fine. (laughs) Um, So that's what I did, and then for my weekly geekery, I started a new book called Kill the Boy Band by Goldie uh, Moldavisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a really interesting book. Um, it's about this group of girls that kidnap a guy from a boy band. All right. And Something we've I'm, all wanted to do. Yes. <laughs> uh, but never, like, we would never actually do that. No, of course um, not. <laughs> no, I would never kidnap Brian from the Backstreet Boys. I would never do that. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really would never do that. No, no. Um, but... It's it's very interesting. I haven't read a lot of it. I just started it. I think of like 30 pages in or something. Um, as I previously stated, I've been busy. Um, yes. And then I started the the new Netflix original series called End of the Effing World. I'm not going to swear. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically um, it does just have F star star star. So It censored itself. Um, this show is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 100% binge worthy and the episodes are only between like the first episode was 18 minutes and the yeah. other ones are like 20 minutes 30 minutes yeah it's not all long at all room. it's so good it's very very good and people should watch it if you have Netflix and you should watch the show yes and I think that's that's it I'm picking up glasses today besides that like I got new glasses to help me be able to see a computer without my eyes falling out of my head what? And, yeah, <laughs> like my they, eyeballs. Like hurt. your glasses prop up your eyeballs to make yeah, sure they, they stay do. In. They're they're called computer eye propping glasses. So yes. like when your eyeballs <laughs> fall out from staring at a computer for eight hours, they just hold them there, so you can still keep working. Perfect. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> That's gonna be great. All right, <laughs> Chelsea. What did you do this week? Um. Well, one thing I've kind of been doing is I bought myself a watercolor kit. So I could do some watercoloring. So we're on the same theme this week, my friend. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, um, we're both going to become painters, that's all. 
Oh, God, no. <laughs> Painting is hard. It is hard. Um, I don't know. I've always wanted to do watercoloring, and I came across a pretty reasonably priced kit and thought, why the heck not? I haven't done anything, like, crazy yet. I'm more, like, just practicing my technique and, like, doing little doodles and whatnot. But it's fun. Nice. Um, And then I've been reading uh, Anna Kendrick's memoir type book or whatever it's called uh scrappy little nobody it's pretty good i really really like anna kendrick and actually eamon bought it to read because he loves anna kendrick yep (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna read that too because i also love anna kendrick so yeah um (laughs) i'm pretty much almost done with it i've been reading it for like the past three days and i'm like yeah pretty much almost done so nice She's very funny. Like if you if you follow her on Twitter, it's basically like like her Twitter but in novel form. <laughs> she's just she's just very snarky and like snappy and you can like pretty much hear her like reading it. It's really fun. Nice. And uh probably for my weekly geekery, this would probably technically all count as my weekly geekery. Eamon and I finished watching or catching up on season three of iZombie because the next season is coming up soon. And holy crap, it's so good. <laughs> nice. It was I had watched most of it, but obviously in the middle of that season, I had moved to a different country and gotten married and was very, very busy. Yep. And Eamon had not watched the beginning of it so i figured i would just wait until we both had time to like go through it all and we did and it was amazing we finished it with like in like like two days oh my like, gosh it was like it was like two or three uh because we just we would just watch it and then like watch like five episodes at a time uh i i was telling you i messaged you like the ending was like so so good yeah you know, and there's a certain somebody that looks really good. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, the wonderful, amazing, gorgeous Jason Doring. Exactly. Um, so that was awesome. And because we had finished that, we were in the mood to rewatch Veronica Mars. So we started rewatching Veronica Mars. <laughs> nice. I love Veronica yeah. Mars. And I, Zombie. It was really funny because, like, even just kept saying, like, I'm really sorry. We don't have to watch it if you don't want to. It's okay. You probably don't want to watch it, right? And I was like, screw you. Veronica Mars is my favorite show ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Gilmore Girls, Veronica Mars. Exactly. Exactly. I was telling... He's like, it's okay. It's okay if you don't want to. Like, I'm sure you don't want to rewatch it again. I'm like, uh, what? (laughs) Of course I do. (laughs) You just go all Spongebob meme all over him. You're just like, you don't want to watch it again. Exactly. (laughs) So we're, we're already mostly through the first season, but that's been really fun because it's been a long time since I've watched it. And then because I was reading Anna Kendrick's book, I decided to watch Up in the Air because I hadn't seen it and Eamon has it on Blu-ray. So why not? So it was really, really good. You should watch uh, The Accountant. Have you watched The Accountant? No. Who is in that? It's Ben Affleck and Anna Kendrick. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's really good. He plays, uh, Ben Affleck plays this, um, well, he's an accountant, but he's also... Like, he's like an accountant for bad guys, but also kind of like an assassin. It's very weird. Um, okay. 
but he also has he's a high functioning autism in that mm-hmm. movie and okay. Anna Kendrick plays another accountant who he meets while doing a job for a company and like mm-hmm. they become partnered through majority of the movie and it's she's really cute in it and I really like her in that movie. I also really like that movie. So you should see that one. The accountant. Very good. Very good. I shall. I shall add it to my list. Yay. Um yeah, it was funny just like hearing her talk about up in the air because uh in her book cuz she was talking about how she didn't get like a lot of money for it right away. It took like 2 years to really get like paid for that movie so while promoting the movie she obviously had to like buy clothes for like the red carpet and stuff because it it wasn't like people were just sending her stuff because she was still Mm -hmm. super new but she was literally still surviving off of twilight like she said that twilight like if she didn't have the twilight money that she had she wouldn't have like she would have been homeless basically oh no (laughs) It was crazy. So, like, even though she was, like, in this big movie and, like, Oscar-nominated and whatever, like, she was, like, super broke. <laughs> That's really funny and sad. It was really cool. Yes. It's very sad. <laughs> it really says a lot about the pay gap. <laughs> Seriously. Anyways. But anyways, uh, talking about more cheerful stuff, uh, you guys all know we're a part of the awesome geek to geek podcast network, and we really want you guys to be sure to go check out those other podcasts, which are geek to geek podcast, the comic box, and geek Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, geek Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. Comics. Hey everyone, Rob here, your friendly neighborhood comic geek, inviting you to join me and my rotating cast of co-hosts each week on The Comic Box, where we tell you everything you need to know to become a world-class comic book geek. So join us for The Comic Box, each week, right here on the geek to geek Podcast Network. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek Podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. And we're back. (laughs) Hey, hey, welcome back. (laughs) Whoa. Alright, so today, Katie, we are here to talk about the movie Waitress, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about the musical that was based on the movie. Uh, Do you know anything about the musical at all? Uh, I've only listened to the entire soundtrack and almost went to New York to go see it last month. There you go. You almost went to New York to see it? Yeah, I almost went. I almost took an impromptu trip to New York with Erwin and Joel to go see Sarah Bareilles and Jason Mraz and Waitress. Yeah, we couldn't go because they had a hard deadline for a project that they couldn't miss. And so they got super busy. And I was like, well, there goes our New York trip. 
darn it. Too bad, because I would love to just immediately fly and go see it right now. But anyways, the movie... Um, Waitress is a 2007 American independent cooking-themed comedy-drama film. That is a mouthful. Wikipedia just likes to put all the genres in. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's an all-encompassing film. It's independent, it's cooking, it's comedy, Mm -hmm. it's drama, and it's a movie, so... You're gonna laugh, you're gonna cry, what can I say? And you're gonna be hungry. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so it is written and directed by Adrian Shelley, who also appears in a supporting role, and unfortunately, very tragically, this was her final appearance before she was murdered in real life. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, very sad. Um, I'll read a, a little bit about that, actually. So... The film was picked up for Sundance, but literally, like, a month or two before it was announced that it was going to be picked up for Sundance, she was murdered. So she has, like, she had obviously, like, no idea how successful this movie became. It's so, it's so, so tragic, honestly. It's such a Jonathan Um, Larson kind of thing. I mean, like, it's way more tragic because she was murdered, but, like, Jonathan Larson, who wrote... The music and created Rent. He yeah. tragically died of an aortic aneurysm the night before it went live to like through the workshops before mm-hmm. off Broadway before it got picked up to go to Broadway. So he never got to see how like how yep. big Rent became and also Waitress because her film went from being just like an independent movie going to Sundance and then getting picked up and distributed like worldwide to becoming a super popular musical exactly it's it's very very sad and like she does such a great job in the movie i think yeah you know but she wrote and directed this film which is kind of cool so amazing i'm i did not watch the movie before we recorded this so i'm probably going to watch it afterwards (laughs) yes i think you should um and i'll send you the links to other things as well but so just a summary of the movie uh Waitress tells the story of a young woman trapped in a little town, a loveless marriage, and a dead-end job as a waitress who falls into the next trap of an unwanted pregnancy. Escape beckons when she falls in love with her gynecologist, but he hesitates to leave his practice and his wife. I mean, there's also, like, she doesn't want to be in a relationship with him either, but, you know. (laughs) Or at least at the end. At the end. Yeah. So, this movie stars Carrie Russell as Jenna Hutchinson, uh, Nathan Fillion as Dr. Jim Potomer, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was like, I heard it like a million times, like, not too long it's ago. It's Pometer. It's Pometer. Thank you. Pometer. Yeah. That's why. I knew it was tricky. Yeah. It's Pometer. Dr. Pometer. Yeah. Yes. Cheryl Hines as Becky. Adrian Shelley as Don Williams. Eddie Jemison as Ogie Anhorn. And Jeremy Sisto as Earl Hunterson. Ugh. So sad to see him in this role, by the way. I know. <laughs> uh, Andy Griffith as Joe. Lou Temple as Cal. And finally, Darby Stanchenfield as Francine Potter. Yes. Which was kind of funny seeing her play his wife, by the way, because she plays his first wife in Castle. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's great. It's really, really funny. But, that's uh, great. So, yeah, like I said, this film was accepted into Sundance in 2007, and then Fox picked it up to dis- for the uh, distribution rights, and it obviously did really well. But it was, it was just, it was very sweet, bittersweet, but very, very exciting that it did as well as it did. Um, so first let's just talk about the film and then we'll go into other things. What are your thoughts on this film, Katie? Um, this is actually one of my favorite movies ever, to be honest. Um, I can't, I think I watched it on TV. It was being shown on TV and I think like on HBO or something. And I was like, oh, a movie about pie. And like, I knew Carrie <laughs> Russell because of, I watched Felicity. And mm-hmm. so like, I knew her from that. And then Nathan Fillion, like, obviously, like, you just know who Nathan Fillion is. Yes. And um, so I watched it and I was just like, this is so a movie for me, like a movie mm-hmm. that I would just love. And yes. it's funny and like, it's. Also, there's like the drama part of it. It's very sad because like you you feel so much for Jenna because like she's trapped in this abusive, loveless marriage with this like horrible person. And she meets this doctor who's also married and like he instantly falls for her. I mean, that whole situation is just terrible because you should cheat on. Yeah, cheating is bad. It's really hard to, like, support it, but, like, you also just, like, want her to just be loved like <laughs> like anyone should, you know? And yeah. So, speaking of Jenna, how, how do you feel about Jenna? I really like her. I mean, you can tell that, like, that she's spending the whole movie, she hates her life, pretty much. The one thing that she loves about her life is pie making. That is the mm-hmm. one thing that she enjoys. Even though she works at a dead-end job... I'm pretty sure she loves it because she gets the opportunity to bake whatever pie that she wants, as many pies as she wants. And she works at a diner with like her friends because, you know, um, Becky and Don are, you know, super close to her. And even though Cal's kind of a jerk, he's also not at the same time. Like yeah. you can tell he cares. He's mild, <laughs> especially yes. compared to her home life. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But she has this whole family that kind of supports her at work and Unfortunately, she has to go home to her husband every night, which is terrible, and he's just awful. But her, she's been making all this money and saving it because she wants to get out. Like, that is her thing. She wants to escape and make money with something that she loves, which is pie making. Mm-hmm. And she works towards that, but every time she gets close, like, it gets taken away from her. Like, she gets pregnant with, yep. you know... You know, with her husband's child, which is not something that she wanted. And then, because now she's trapped in her marriage. Like, in her head, she's trapped in her marriage now. And then she almost gets to go to that pie-baking contest. But then he finds all the money. And then, like, she has to spend it on her child. Like, on all the things for her kid, which makes her resent even more being pregnant. Yes. Exactly. Um, But, I mean, do I approve of the relationship that she starts with Dr. Pometer? No. Like, no, it's not, it's not okay. She should have left her husband before that happened. He should have left his wife, all of that stuff. But at the same time, you're sitting there, you're like, I love this because yeah. I love the way that he makes her feel. Exactly. Because she feels loved for the first time ever being exactly. with him. And, well, and respected. And honestly. respected. Like, he, 
it's just, I mean, like, it's one of those double-edged swords because if you approve of it, that's bad. If you don't approve of it, you're like, why don't you love their love? And it's like... Well, uh. I like that it's not black and white. It's not. Like, like honestly, what I like about Jenna the most is that she's not this, like, happy-go-lucky main character who's trying to make the best of everything but, like, still has a cheery attitude. Like, you know what? Like, she's super realistic in the way that she is, like... With her day-to-day life, I would be as snarky as her. I like that she's snarky. I like that she's kind of rough around the edges and, like, doesn't take crap from people and, you know, just goes at her passion as hard as she does because that would be hard to be constantly bullied and belittled and then to still, like, still try to do what you love. That's really hard. And she does it. Yeah, I just, I admire that. And, like, the thing is, is that, like, her character is very visibly miserable. Oh, yeah. They show her miserable. And I love when she finds out she's pregnant and she realizes, she's like, yep, it's that one time Earl got me drunk. She's like, I knew I shouldn't have gotten drunk that one time. (laughs) Like, she knew immediately how she got pregnant. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure she doesn't just, you know, I mean, sadly... Hook she up with her. She doesn't sleep with exactly. her husband. She just doesn't do that. Like, it's just, yep. no. And, like, I love when she's like, I don't want to be congratulated about this baby because she's like, I don't want no baby. Yes. And she's just, like, the whole time she's like, I don't want any congratulations. I don't want you to be happy for me. I just want to be pregnant and miserable. Exactly. <laughs> what she was implying. Exactly. Um, I completely agree. I I, I love the fact that she just tells him flat out. Like, she's like, I don't know you. I don't want, like, (laughs) you know, like, she's like, you're not my doctor. All right. Well, fine. If you have to be my doctor, like, you're gonna, (laughs) you're not gonna be all congratulations and stuff. (laughs) I don't know. I just like that she immediately, like, I know it's hard for her, like, in the situation that she is to stand up for herself at home, but I like that she is able to stand up for herself outside of the home. You know, oh, yeah, I love, I love the, um, one the scene where uh, she calls him about like the spotting that she's having, and he was yes. like, "Yeah, come in the next day." And like when she goes in there, uh, he just tells her that it's a perfectly normal thing, and she gets so mad. She's like, "Do you have any idea what it took for me to get here? I had to leave early, take a bus, walk two miles." And, like, all of this stuff, and you're telling me this is a perfectly normal thing, and he just can't explain himself. She's just, she's just angry. And she, like, storms out, and she's like, I forgot my purse. Deep down, I thought she was just going to leave it. She's like, forget it, I'll buy a new purse. Yes. (laughs) I know, I I would totally do that. I'd be like, oh, no, I can't go back now. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) New purse, gotta have a new identity. (laughs) She's like, I'm done. I didn't, I wasn't attached to this purse anyway. Um, now, speaking of, like, Jenna and her relationship with her husband, how do you think this was, like, handled in the movie? Honestly, I feel like this movie actually portrayed it quite realistically, Mm -hmm. in a sense that, um, she had a hard time escaping from her home life, and people didn't seem to be able to understand just how horrible her home life was until the wedding. Mm -hmm. And they all knew he was like a, like a terrible guy. Yeah. Cause I don't think people realized how bad. 
Yeah, and he was, because they would always ask, like, how come you don't have a car? She's like, my husband don't want me going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, because she can't have a car. She has to take the bus or he has to drop her off or one of the people from work has to take her home. Those are her only options because she's not allowed to go anywhere. Anywhere that he doesn't allow her to go. And that, yep. in a relationship that they're trying to portray like that, that seems extremely realistic. Now, I don't know by experience. I don't know by any of that. Just based off of, like, things that we've read, heard, things I studied in school, you know, things like that. That's that's what I'm basing this opinion yes. off of. And, I could, yeah. Um, I think the other thing is that um, the way... Like, I don't think he was actually ever really physically abusive until that one time where he found all the money. Well... At least that we know of. That we know of, that we saw. And, like, that's where she was forced into a position to protect herself, which was telling him that she was pregnant. Because, yeah. um, but also, like, the way that he acted, like, he was happy that she was pregnant. But also, when he tells her, like, promise me you're not going to love this baby more than me. Yeah. Because he wants to always be the most important person to her. Yeah. Uh, I think they they did a really good job with the dialogue because just within the dialogue you can completely see how he's manipulated her to stay with him for this long. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people use the whole like, "Oh, why didn't you just leave?" or "Why don't you just leave him?" And it and what people don't realize is it's not that easy. You yeah. know, one we we do see especially towards the end that he is physically abusive, but like when she tries to go to that pie contest to win the money, he, like, finds her at the bus stop with her suitcase, immediately just grabs her and, like, throws her in the car. I mean, she's she's trapped. Even if she were to try to go out and escape, he would find her. He looks out for her. Like, he is so insecure and tells her how to talk to him. So it's not even just the fact that he's physically controlling where she's going, but that he is telling her, like, he's giving her dialogue to say to him, even if, and he knows that she doesn't genuinely mean it because he even tells her, say it like you mean it. Yeah. So he, he knows she doesn't actually mean what she's trying to say, but he wants to hear it. And by making her do that, he knows that it, like, humiliates her enough to basically be okay in his mind you know and it's it's really really like it it shows you it shows you why she's still there without you like trying to pass judgments on her of like well if he's just such a jerk guy then why hasn't she left it's like no like you can really see that she's trapped yeah, because a lot of times they're the, the the what they are afraid of is if I leave, he could like kill me. That's yeah, that's, exactly. That's the thing is that I mean there are other movies that talk about the same thing that show depictions of things like that. Like Sleeping with the Enemy does a really good job of like showing that particular relationship because it is one of those kinds of situations and. That's why it took her a long time to try to get away and a long time to stand up for herself, which she finally does after she has her baby. Like, she tells him, she's like, I want a divorce. I want you out of my life. And he... Don't come near me. Yeah. And he immediately, like, reacts 
verbally, physically, and he has to get physically removed from, like... The room and the the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And she... She plans it so that she only has to do it once. It's not like, you know, she... She's trying to save up enough money so that when she leaves, she doesn't have to come back. Exactly. She, like, she's she going to be gone for good. Exactly. So, Jenna's a pretty strong character, man. Yeah. <laughs> but Jenna loves pie. She she loves to make up crazy names, just like her mother, because that's her like most fond, fondest memory, is her mother baking and singing to her and making up all kinds of crazy names for different pies. And so what's really fun about this movie, it's actually like my favorite part of the whole movie, is uh, Jenna will just stop and close her eyes and dream up like a pie and Mm -hmm. have like a crazy name along with it. So I don't know if you remember any of the names of the pies. I do. But you do? Okay. Do you have a favorite pie? Um, I really like the I don't want no baby <laughs> pie. That one, the bad baby pie that she actually, that's what she changes yes. the name to. It's yeah. I don't want no baby Earl. That was like the name of her pie. It's the one that yep. she thought up in her head just after she got, like found out she was pregnant. It's yeah. the, the eggs with the ham and the brie cheese pie yep. that I yep. really want to eat. To be honest. It sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Every single pie that she makes sounds good. Like, I really like that one, and I like the falling in love chocolate. Yes. Like chocolate mousse pie. The chocolate mm. mousse pie. Yeah. So I found a website that has listed every single pie that she mentions in the movie. There's only 18. Would you mm-hmm. like to hear? Yeah, tell me. Cool. So there's I don't want Earl's baby pie or bad baby pie. Mm-hmm. There's kick in the pants pie. That's the the pie that she saves to to give Earl. I hate my husband pie, which is like the bittersweet chocolate and don't sweeten it and make it yeah. into a pudding and drown in caramel. Yeah. There's spaghetti pie. There's marshmallow mermaid pie when she was going through her mermaid phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's fallen in love chocolate mousse pie. Mm. This one I think is my favorite name. Baby screaming its head off in the middle of the night and ruining my life pie. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the New York style cheesecake brandy brushed and topped with pecans and nutmeg. (laughs) That actually sounds delicious. (laughs) Yeah, I love cheesecake, so it's perfect. There's peachy keen tarts. There's Earl murders me because I'm having an affair pie. (laughs) And this actually sounds delicious. This is, uh, you smash blackberries and raspberries into a chocolate crust. <laughs> yep. Um, there's, I can't have no affair because it's wrong and I don't want Earl to kill me pie. And that's vanilla custard with banana. Hold the banana. Because <laughs> she, like, puts a whole banana in the middle of the pie and then just takes off the banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's naughty pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's strawberry chocolate oasis pie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pregnant, miserable, self-pitting loser pie. That's lumpy oatmeal with fruitcake mashed in. Flambéed, of course. <laughs> <laughs> she just lights it on fire. Um, and then lonely Chicago pie, which is like my favorite scene of the whole movie. 
where she's teaching him how to make pie. That's actually my favorite scene the whole scene, too. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then there's car radio pie and Jenna's first kiss pie, which are the ones she mentions that her mother made. And then last but not least, old Joe's horny pie. (laughs) So, yeah, those are brilliant names. (laughs) Yep. Pies. Um, any of those you want to eat besides the the savory one? Uh, I want the the fallen in love chocolate mousse pie, and yeah. the the cheesecake one sounds so good. Oh, I forgot one. There's Spanish dancer pie with potato crust. Oh my god, I want that too. That sounds really good. Oh now I'm curious I want... what's in that though. <laughs> now I just want to go to Pie Hole, man. Why? You're welcome. <laughs> I know Thank I love you. pie hole. Pie hole's oh good. God. Just want pies now. Nothing but pie. So sorry. I'm so sorry to put this on you, but no, no, you're not. <laughs> so we talked about that scene being our favorite scene, the one where uh, doc the doctor comes over right after Earl has left on her day off, and says, "Teach me how to make pie." And they have a really, really cute scene, and. <laughs> You can't help but like totally fall for it because he's being like so incredibly sweet to her. He's he's everything that she had hoped for, which is why it was so easy for her to fall for him. Um, I like the entire scene from like when she answers the door and he comes in and she's like because she's spending the whole movie also writing letters to her baby. Yes. And she writes them on everything. I like that she thinks it's dumb at first, but then she's just writing lit- letters about everything. And she's writing a letter about that part. And she goes, baby, one day I hope that you can find somebody who just wants to hold you. Yes. For hours at a time and not try to look at your face and just let you cry and be there. Because she starts crying and, like, he just holds her. And it's yep. so sweet. And I like when he points out that she she's looks sad and she goes mm-hmm. well it might come to a surprise to you dr palmer but i'm not a very happy woman yep. and i thought that was like very real like that yes. whole scene seemed very real like just her being able to be there with him even though she knows like the affair that she's having is not okay but mm-hmm. being there with him and like teaching him how to bake pie and just every single moment like every Every small, like, touch of the hands or him, like, holding her. It's just, it's so sweet and you just can't help but be in love with what's happening in that scene. Exactly. Well, I think for her, like, she she got in a relationship with Earl when she was so young and then she was pretty much just trapped right away. I think, like, this scene is where she kind of realizes, like, okay, like, that's not what love is is all about and this is not the only kind of situation you can be in and I think you know she's reaffirmed and like given new hope that like maybe life doesn't have to be the way that it is forever Yeah, you know and there are there are other men out there who could love me you know because I feel like she feels unlovable and maybe that she deserved it and she even says specifically, like, it was so nice to talk to someone and have it matter to someone. Yeah. To have what she was saying matter to someone else. Yeah. And that's, that's so heartbreaking. 
Yeah, because I think she says that, like, after that moment is where the greatest conversation of my whole life took place. And that's when she says, like, what you just said. And that's all she did is they would just talk on the phone for hours at a time. Just being together and, like, having her be able to say something and him actually care. Which is not what her relationship like Earl is with like is like because it doesn't matter what she has to say. The only thing that matters is whatever he has to say, whatever he wants her to say and how she says that she loves him. Like that's it. That's all that matters to Errol. So. Yep. All right. Do you have a favorite minor character? This this film. (laughs) (laughs) So I love Becky and Dawn very much. Yes. (laughs) They are two of the best minor characters ever because you get to watch they do a lot of character development actually in this movie which is great because Dawn Dawn just wants to find somebody to love her because she thinks that she's ugly and not lovable and all of these things and that's all she wants and I love that she's going to go out on her what is it three minute date five minute date yeah five minute (laughs) date and she wants uh do a full makeup and look like so that she can be beautiful. <laughs> and then she wants Jenna to make her her falling in love chocolate mousse pie because she wants to be able to fall in love. And she thinks that that will bring her the inspiration that she needs to fall in love. And Becky is just hilarious. I like when she talks about like how her boobs are in different places. She's like, one's down yes. here and then one's way up here. And that's all. She just, she just keeps bringing it up about how bad her boobs are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel is very relatable, I will say. But I just love that Jenna just goes to her and is like, I am so sorry to tell this to you, but your boobs are fine. <laughs> and she's like, what are you talking about? One's hanging down here, down south, and one's way up here. <laughs> I think the thing that I loved was, uh, I love the way, um, because Cal is just so, just a jerk. And like, whenever he yells at it it Becky she's like get out of my way and she like pushes him and then it turns out they're having an affair also yes <laughs> I was I like know. of course they are when they were like caught making out in the kitchen and Jenna's like ah <laughs> I gotta go throw up now <laughs> yep which is a- like both both baby and both of the situation <laughs> yep yep <laughs> she's I love when Jenna's like why can't you ever say anything like hi Jenna how's your day and he goes, yeah. all you ever say is, don't you have work? Get out of the kitchen. <laughs> and, he, and he says it verbatim. And he says verbatim the second thing. He was like, don't you have work? Get out the kitchen. <laughs> it's so funny. I love Cal. Exactly. I actually really, really like Cal too. But I, I do too. I actually really like Joe. Oh um, for one, Andy Griffith, like, that's kind of cool. You got a big, you know, big star there. But like... He's, like, that classic, like, grumpy old man who, like, really has a heart of gold. And, like, he completely sees her. Like, he he sees through her, her BS and is immediately like, oh, you're with child. And she's like, don't tell anybody. Like, you know, shut your mouth. And she knows how to handle him. And, like, I think he takes, like, so much comfort in the fact that she bothers to, like, care at all. And... It's just his order is, like, very particular. I want two glasses of water. No ice. You hear that? Two. No ice. And then I want you to bring me some OJ. But not with the water. With the meal. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's just extremely particular. And he is like, and he always messaged. He was like, "This is my pie shop. I will have like whatever I want." Yes. And he goes, "Can you turn? Tell Cal to turn down the air conditioning." He goes, "Oh, turn up the air conditioning. This is yeah. my pie shop. You always keep my my places too hot. My convenience store. My gas station." Yeah, he lists all the places he owns. <laughs> He's like, but this is my favorite one, and you keep it too hot. I don't want it too hot. Like, he's just great. I think he does a great job. Um, I love the scene with him when he like when Jenna's uh, just after she like full on like had that makeout session with the doctor for the first time, and mm-hmm. she's sitting in front of the the pie shop after he dropped her off, and she just like her m- lipstick is all over her face, and Joe's like he was like. He goes, what have you been doing? He's like, don't you have a home? And she's like, what? And he was like, he was like, I just want to know if you've been sleeping at my pie diner because you ain't got no home. <laughs> exactly. And he was like, he goes, what's with your makeup all messed up? He goes, looks like someone gave you a good one. <laughs> exactly. Wipe off your indiscretion and come inside and start working. <laughs> and he's like, and I'll have the Spanish dancer pie with the, oh, he wants the bad baby pie. And like, and the orange juice with no ice. <laughs> no ice, exactly. He's very, very funny. I love him. It's so it, this got you know a lot of well-rounded characters. I like that. Um, how do you feel about Ogie? Ogie, oh that's how you say it. God. Yeah, Ogie. <laughs> and his pursuit of Dawn. <laughs> okay, Ogie creeped me out like hardcore. <laughs> yes. Okay, like. Poor Dawn, because she's supposed to meet this guy that she, like... I'm assuming that she's online dating in, like, the early times of online dating. I think it's, like, classifieds, like, when you put out a personal ad. Okay, maybe it is. back before the internet kind of thing was Well, I mean, it's not before the internet, but I mean, like, maybe before online dating. Yeah, so, like... Exactly. The classifieds, so she does the five-minute date, and, like, this... The guy that she was supposed to meet straight up ghosted her and gave, like had his roommate come and that guy like I mean he's <laughs> is just persistent oh my a little God. too persistent he's stalked like, her like he he's stalking her like he came to the diner and like when she yells at him and he starts crying I was like dang don cuz it's like the first time you've ever really like seen her stand up for herself like big time exactly. but then immediately she's like oh I'm sorry hun like she feels so bad about it and I'm like you are the sweetest person on the planet and then yes. like they like fall in love and I love that she he was like the spontaneous poems and like she oh loves God. that and it's so like they can't believe that she is with him to be honest yeah and the- but it's cute like it's really cute it's i just it the pursuit in the beginning was a little bit much for me i was just like okay like men who can't take no for an answer that's real scary but the rest of their story very very cute i think that when she yelled at him i think he kind of realized that like oh like when yeah. he got really upset because he's never had anybody yell at him like that probably but yeah. also I think her thing was is that she also felt like nobody else would love her the way that he did, too, which is probably why she was more open to being with him, even though he, like, crazy, scary stalked her. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she she made it very clear she wasn't settling, but... uh... At the e- same time, I think. Eventually, yeah. Well, I, and I think they did connect on a, on a you know, weird level, but... They did um, eventually, and, like, he treats her like a goddess 
after that. Oh, yeah. Like, when he they d- show them together, does. you're just like, aww. You were like, why are you such a stalker? But, aww. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have mixed exactly. feelings about how I should feel about this, but, aww. <laughs> <laughs> and then one last thing about the movie. Uh, my favorite, like, visual is the very, very last scene when she's carrying her daughter and then she lets her walk next to her in the little cute yellow, like, outfit. And they're wearing this the same identical yellow waitress outfits and they're just walking and holding hands. And I, I like, lose it every time. Like, I, I immediately, immediately want a little girl so I could put her in that outfit. <laughs> it's cute. I love... Because Joe gives her, like, Joe dies and gives her, like, all of this money and basically gives her the diner, which she renames to Lulu's... Pies. Pies. To Lulu's Pies after her daughter. So she named her daughter Lulu, which is super cute. And uh, she's dressed exactly like her. And they still work at the pie shop. It's just super, like, so much more colorful and welcoming and exciting. And, like, I love when she goes, say bye. And she goes, bye, 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 bye. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm dying over this child. Like, she's exactly so cute. And, like, when when they're walking away and she's, like, uh, when she does, like, the quick little walk to keep up with her, it's so cute because they're just it's exactly so the cute. same. And they're so adorable. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to love them forever. I know. I I... I mean, if I ever have a little girl, I am definitely getting outfits like that because this is the cutest thing ever, I swear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just lose it. I lose it every time I, I see that bit. I'm just like, oh my god, it's just so cute. I I really do like the message that the scene like right before that sends when when the doctor like he still wants to be with her, but I like when she's like, can you give us a minute? And then she tells Dr. Palmer that, like, they can't be together. And then she goes, okay, wheel me off. And then they wheel off. And she goes, hold on, wheel me back. And then she gives yeah. him the moon pie. Yes. And she's like, okay, I'm done. Wheel me off again. <laughs> yes. Because I feel like the one thing that she didn't realize that she really needed and the only thing that she needed in her life was her daughter. Exactly. And when she got that baby placed in her arms for the first time, that's when she realized it. That, like, everything that she hated about being pregnant was all worth it to be able to have that child and make that exactly. final scene possible. And so... Exactly. So much better. Oh, my God. So beautiful. <laughs> so... I've been a huge fan of this movie for a long time. So to hear that this was being turned into a musical... I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then they announced that Sarah Bareilles was doing the music. Now, she is my all-time like all-time favorite singer. Nice. I I love her. I I've gone to see her like at Jimmy Kimmel just because I wanted to see her perform live. I've many times tried to go see her in concert. She's probably the only person I would go see in concert. I'm not a huge concert person. Um and I, I just couldn't just because of reasons, but I love Sarah Bareilles. So to hear that she was writing the music to this musical, I freaked out. I freaked out so hard. I had immediately bought like the deluxe like copy of, of her singing the songs that she wrote for this musical, mm-hmm. like where it came with like the like little like 
uh, like diner cards. Like they came out with all these really cute like coasters and things that came in the CD package. It was really amazing. Oh wow! What I'm saying is I'm a nerd. (laughs) 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 So, so this musical was uh, written and based on the film. It opened at the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts, running from August 2nd, 2015 to September 27th. And mu- music and lyrics were written by Sarah Bareilles. The book was by Jesse Nielsen, and it was directed by Diane Paulus. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. So what was really cool is that this was all done by women. Which is really awesome, considering it was a woman who like wrote and direct directed this movie, and then it was kind of like this big collab done with a bunch of women. So it was really really awesome. Now neither of us have seen this musical, but we have both listened to it uh, many many times. Yes. <laughs> uh, how do you like the musical? I like the music and stuff. I guess. I love it. Um, I also mm-hmm. didn't realize that Kiala Settle was in it. Like, yeah. she's one of the, she was part of the original Broadway cast, and I was like, what? I am the greatest showman, what? Exactly. She's really good. <laughs> yeah, and the music is just incredible because it's very, it takes a movie that was already great and adds singing to it. Which just exactly. amplifies it so much more and gives, like, she sings about the pies that she makes and then she, mm-hmm. like, everybody just, they just sing about everything. And it's, I love musicals, obviously, when it's all in. And I love musicals. So, <laughs> obviously, like, the soundtrack is incredible and Sarah Bareilles did an amazing job. And she even took on the lead role of, as mm-hmm. Jenna, like, just recently. Like, she's done it well, a couple she, of times. Yeah, she's done it before for a few weeks. Uh, in between Jesse Mueller, who did Beautiful the Musical, which I really, really loved. Um, and I forgot who the, the other person was, but she was blonde. I feel bad. I don't know the name. But she did, like, I think, like, six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then she... But she's, like, there all the time. Like, she's obsessed with working on this project. Like, she's always there helping out... Uh, seeing the musical like a thousand times. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like you said, recently, uh, Jason Mraz has come in as, uh, Dr. Pometer and he did a couple of weeks and then it, they announced that Sarah Bareilles and Jason Mraz were going to be in it. And I was like, dreams have come true. I need to go to New York now <laughs> because Jason Mraz did the male singing parts on the CD. So you've already like heard them sing together Mm -hmm. for this like project. So it was really cool to know that they were actually going to like act on stage together. (laughs) Yep. And neither one of us got to go. (laughs) No, I know. But um, I'm sure there's tons of YouTube clips, which I can probably find. But actually I, today I found uh, the entire musical on YouTube, I only watched Act 1 because that's all I had time for. But it was very good. Oh my god. It was with uh, Jesse Mueller. It was very, very good. Uh, I see it. It's good because, like, there's a lot, there's, like, a lot more songs than what's on the Sarah Bareilles CD. Because I've only heard the 
Sarah Bareilles version. I haven't heard the original cast version. Oh, I, I listen. So, I don't think I've listened to the Sarah Bareilles version. I've listened to the original Broadway cast soundtracks. So I got to listen ah. to all of the songs from the show. There you go. I need to. I need to listen to to it again because I really enjoyed it. Um, one day, one day we'll go. Uh, <laughs> well, waitress is actually going to be part of the 2018 tour that's coming through California. So it's going to be at the Pantages, I believe, in May or like in the summer. So I'm 100% going. Yeah, definitely go. Like, I have to see it. Like, there's no, oh, like, I might go see. No, I have to see it. Like, it's important. I almost bought season tickets to the Pantages just to <laughs> guarantee that I would go to the show. I'm sure you'll be able to go. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be like Hamilton, you know. Hamilton. Hamilton. No, <laughs> I don't think it is like that. But to me, it's 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 Hamilton level excitement, to be honest. No, same. This is, I mean, this is definitely one of my new favorite musicals for sure. Oh my god um very much enjoyed it love the movie still yep uh it was so nice watching it today because i've watched it like a like a bunch of times but it, i don't know it was just like really nice to watch it it's like a feel-good movie even though it's not like you wouldn't really think it's a feel-good movie it's kind of dark <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but i don't know for me it is one i love nathan fillion so he it, just seeing him be all suave and cute and not so suave when he's all like flustered and stuff. It's kind of, it's really adorable. He is not very suave in that movie. All every time he goes to stand he's up, he's suave his legs... towards the end. But every time he goes to stand up, his legs get stuck under the desk, and he's like, "Oh God!" Or like he closed his hand in the drawer, and like yeah. he bumps into stuff and like acts like an idiot whenever he's around Jenna. Except at that part where he like shows up at her house. That was super yeah. suave. Like that was he, exactly exactly. That was hot. He's very <laughs> well anyways final thoughts final tidbits you want to mention i love this movie very much it's very good it's got problems but i mean what movie doesn't have problems very minor though like um, considering they do an incredible job of portraying the type of relationship that jenna's in with dr palmer as well as with her husband and god i'm really upset that like the girl the director slash the actress who played Dawn died. That's really awful. I know. Isn't it? Oh, it's so sad. Um, it's just, <clears throat> it's an incredible film. Everybody does an incredible job in it. It's very funny. It's also dark and it's got dark humor, but it's also very real for being yes. the kind of movie that it is. And it will also make you hungry. So be prepared for that. Yes. Be prepared to want to go immediately eat pie. Yep, which is probably what I'm going to do today. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Watch the movie and have pie. <laughs> I really, I think I might actually try to make the I don't want no baby Earl pie. Nice. Yeah, I, it's, I really it looked it looked try. pretty easy. I mean, you just got to go buy some ham and brie, brie and, and, and some pie crust. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, hope we haven't made y'all too hungry by. Uh... <laughs> listening to this episode but that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of tea time the notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website teatimewithkc.com you can reach out to us on twitter or instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc 
We are also on Facebook at facebook.com slash teatimewithkc. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And also, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek podcast network by visiting geek2geekcast.com. Feel free to come over and chat with us on the Slack app. Download the app, find our Slack channel at geek2geekcast.slack.com. Say hello. Tell us what's up. <laughs> Can they actually say what's up because that would be really funny. Yes. And until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.